0: We are in the bottom of 63A, and our learning should be a merit for the complete and speedy recovery of Avichayim ben Chava. Our Gemara has been discussing many different uh, random topics, um, and will continue to do so in our current recording, but it is connected. Uh, There is some connection as we are discussing marriage. It does go into other side topics that have nothing to do with marriage. Um, but there is a, a major focus here on marriage. Uh, so the uh, Gemara now, uh, until now we've been discussing how great and wonderful marriage is and in, in a good marriage it has so much uh, uh, shleimus, completion and bracha, blessing and all the different things that we saw with regards to marriage. The Gemara now is going to discuss what happens in a difficult marriage uh, Marriage, uh, uh, and uh, we'll we'll see the different stories of that. Rav, so we start off. Rav, Rab, have a was leaving his uncle rebchiah. We'll see that he has a son Khiya, but right now he's leaving his uncle and he tells them amar Midi De Kasha mimavsa that uh, Hashem may Hashem spare you from having something which is worse than death. Umika what exactly is Kashami Mavsa is worse than death? Not So Rav went and he found. Sorry, said him. said to Rav that you should be spared from something which is worth than worse than death. So Rav looked into it. What is worse than death? The verse says, the verse says, a wife, a, wife a, a bad marriage can be worse than death, as we'll see in the Gemara later on. It could be constant. It's uh, When you go into the comfort of your own home, you expect to relax, to be comfortable. And when you have a difficult marriage, when you have a bad marriage, so there's no place for comfort. You go into your own home where you want comfort and you cannot find it there. It's worse than death. It's constant and it's ongoing. But that was what Rebbe said to Rav, that you shouldn't have that. But in the end of the day, Rav had a difficult marriage. Rav hava Uh to be saw you. His wife uh, caused him discomfort. Whenever he asked, what well, she said in the morning, what do you want for supper? If he said lentils, uh, she would pay, she would prepare something else, and when he said prepare uh she would prepare lentils. She would always prepare the opposite of what he wanted, so that he wouldn't get what he wanted. And he never changed, as we'll see. When his son got older, Apikla. So he would always tell his wife, his mother, sorry, he would tell, Rav would tell his son what he wanted to have for supper. And his son, Chiyah, figured out what was going on. And so he always told his mother the opposite, so that his father, Rav, would end up getting what he actually wanted. So Amr Lay, so Rav, um, then tells his son, your mother is uh, improving, improving her ways. So Amr Lay, so the son says well it was actually it was actually me I was the one that flipped it. she kind of she keeps on uh, her mindset is still to give you what you don't want but I flipped it to make sure I told her that uh, you want uh, something else than from what you want and so then you would eventually get what you actually do want. Uh, and so his son Chia, told Rav told her his father that he's the one that has actually been flipping it. so Rav says back on This is what it means. This is what the saying goes. That if the child who comes from you will educate you, that uh, I should have thought about this. Why didn't I I think about this? However, Rav tells his son, You should not have done this. It was not the proper thing to do. Why not? Because you're training yourself to, to lie. And the commentators explain, some explain that it's because it's, he's educating him, it's his child, he's educating him, and he's telling him, listen, you shouldn't lie, that even though, uh, you're right, uh, I end up getting what I want to eat, but it's not the right thing to do because I'm teaching, it's teaching you to lie. And I'm not allowed, to, and I have to teach you to grow up and not, uh, not to lie. Alternatively, it could be that, well, you are allowed to lie for Shalom. You're allowed to lie for the sake of peace. It is permissible under specific guidelines, which we don't have time to get into right now. But uh, under certain circumstances, you are allowed to lie for the sake of peace, for, certainly for Shalom Bayez, for peace in the home. Uh, so why was, wasn't he allowed to lie? In this case, it's because it's constant. Even for Shalom Bayez, even for peace in the home, to constantly lie, it's on a daily basis to constantly lie, uh, that is not allowed. That itself is not allowed. Okay, we have another story between Rebekhiyah and Rab, Rebekhiyah the uncle. Rebekhiyah's wife also caused him aggravation. However, Kavim Midi. Nevertheless, when Rukhia would find something in the market in the mall, Tsiarly is something that she would like. He would wrap it up in his in his uh, napkin and then he would give it to her. Amarle Rav Rav said him, but Lamar. Why would you do this to your wife? Your wife causes you so much pain. Amarle says it's true. However, Dayanish Megados Baninu Umatilas Osanu. Turning the page, Min. That's still, it's true that she uh, causes me much uh, discomfort. But in the end of the day, there's still uh, much that she does for me. She raises my children. Um, she prevents me from sinning. And I have to be grateful for that. So even though it's a difficult marriage, but I still have to be grateful for the things that she does do for me. That in the end of the day, that she does do things for me. And I have to be very grateful for that. And so therefore, I will uh, give her presents from the market. Okay, Makri Le, Revy Yehuda, uh, said the following verse, following Puslik to his son, Revy And he says, The verse that we had earlier, that what's more bitter than death is a difficult marriage, a difficult woman. Amar Le, so, Rabbi said to his father, Kigoni Man, what would be a good example of such a woman? So he says, Kigoni Mech, like your mother, my wife. And we'll see the commentator how, uh, how uh, one should perhaps uh, read this gemara? It sounds very strange. He's telling his own son that uh, who's this terrible woman? It's your own mother. Even if you have a difficult marriage, who would say such a thing to their to their own son about uh, the child's mother? So we'll explain it in a minute. The But we know the gemara says there's a contradiction here because Rav Yehuda told his son Rav something else, a different time. What did he tell him? That a man finds the birth he's going to prove it from a verse that it, a man finds contentment only with his first wife. Only with his first wife does he have contentment. As the verse says, Shanammar, Yehi mekorech baruch v'samech me'eishas ni'rachah. Your fountain should be blessed and you should rejoice with the wife of your youth. And who is that? The son said, "Kigon man. Who is this referring to? And we say, "Kigon imech, like your mother. So here he's praising his, his mother, his, his son's mother, i.e. his wife. And But earlier he was saying how terrible she is. So how do you explain this? So Mark explains explain it. Maskev ta'kifa b'afurib b'ma'abra b'mila. Rehuda's wife, she would react harshly to something that displeased her. She would rea- react harshly. However, uh, she would quickly uh, get out of it and she would quickly uh, change her perspective. And the Ben Yod one of the commentators, explains that this is really why he was telling this to his son to begin with. Her, She naturally was somebody who got angry, but she worked on herself. She this is what the Gemara is trying to tell us that that her her natural uh, disposition is to be somebody who is gets angry easily but she worked on herself to not get angry and she worked and she worked and she worked and that's what the father's teaching the son saying that your mother such a great person that she uh she was she was born and she 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 was used to just getting angry all the time but she worked on herself and she's no longer she no longer gets uh gets angry so easily. Okay, the Gemara now says hegi dami isharah what does it mean to have a bad wife? What exactly is that? So Amr Abaye, Abaye says, mekashile tocho, mekashile puma." She sets the table to serve him to be with him, but then she uses her mouth to insult, to have to insult and to curse uh, her own husband. Rava Rava says, well, a different description." Tocho, gaba. She sets the table to serve him, but then after she serves him. She turns her back on him. They don't eat together. She turns her back on him. So it's like pretending like you're trying to have this relationship but at the end of the day, uh, the two cannot, cannot connect. Okay. We have another statement. Amar Rabbi Chama Bar Hanina. Uh Rabbi Chama Bar Chanina says, Once a person gets married, a man gets married, so then his sins are plugged up. They are saved from sin, as we had earlier with Rukhiyah. His, his sins are saved. There's another verse that says, If if you find a wife, you have found good. And it says, And gained favor from Hashem. But the word Vayopek means plugged up, that the sins are plugged up, that you no longer are uh, a sinning, that a person when they get married it's like they're starting a new life, it's a time it's an opportunity for change uh, overall change and also you're complete as we've discussed in previous recordings and so therefore you are no longer uh, you have that opportunity to remove yourself from sin, to plug up the sins the Gemara records a following very interesting custom of Ma'arava in, in, in Eretz Israel in Israel when a person got married they would say the following matze omotzi. Did you marry a good wife or did you marry a bad wife? They would say this <laughs> right away at the wedding. What does it mean? Matzah would mean The verse says if you have found that means you found a, a good wife. There's another verse that says that There's another verse that says that I have found something more bitter than death which is a woman. And this is what they would say at the wedding. So what exactly does it mean? Why would they say this at the wedding? What kind of question is this to ask somebody who just got married? Obviously they, they want to get married to this woman. So what exactly are they saying? So there are many different explanations. One explanation is that they were saying "matzah omotzi." The verse that says "matzah icha matzah that you found the good wife, it says it in the past tense. When it says that you found a bad wife, it's in the present tense because it's about your attitude. A lot of it is about your attitude. "Matzah icha matzah If you say, "I found my wife at the day of my wedding. I found my wife, and she's the wife that I was meant to marry." And there's no looking back and saying, what if, what if I married somebody else? You know, how much my life would be better if I married that person or that person or, you know, how, how it would be so different. That's not your attitude. I found my wife, that was the, my Basher, that's the person I'm supposed to marry. And my mission is uh, to to live life with her and and to go through uh, struggles with her, to improve my, my character, to work on myself as we go through the marriage, but if you have the attitude of in the present tense, I'm always finding my wife. I'm always questioning, who is she really the right one for me? There's this other person out there that's going to make my life so much better. So then you're always constantly being looking for the negative in your spouse, and it'll end up becoming a bad wife. And that's the message that they gave it, it to the uh, to the groom to the chassan in Eretz Israel. Another comment, Amar Rav Ravah. says, Ishara mitzvah Garsha. And if you have a bad wife, there's a mitzvah to get divorced. If you're having a bad, difficult marriage, there's a mitzvah to get divorced. Yatsiv, as the verse says, garish leitz v'yitzv'i madon din v'kolon. That you should get divorced. Now, the commentators explain that it's really not so simple. It's not that you have a bad wife, so then you automatically get divorced. Obviously, if you need to get divorced, then you should get divorced. But there's different circumstances. If, if you're able to have some peace in the home, you have to know. It's not... Uh, if you're able to have a certain amount of peace in the home, if there are children in the home, so then there's different considerations, different circumstances to consider. Another statement about a bad wife. That if a person has a bad wife, but they have to pay the ksuba, the ksuba is the amount that you decide to pay your wife after after either uh, his death or after they get divorced, but it's so much, it's too much for him to handle, so he can't get divorced, so he's stuck. He's stuck with this bad marriage. So what they say to do is that he should marry a second wife. Because if he marries a second wife, so now there's rivalry. And if there's rivalry, so then she's going to change, the first wife is going to change her ways. Another statement, Vamarava isha kiyom tava. That it's like uh, constantly raining. It's like a stormy day and it's like there's a, some of the commentators explain it's like you know, there's a leaky roof, uh, and there's, as we pointed out before, there's no comfort. You want to go to your own home for comfort, but there's a leaky roof and there's a stormy day and you're getting, it's rained upon even in your own home. And that's what's, that's what it means to have a, a difficult marriage. It's, it's constant and it's all the time and it's, uh, a terrible situation to be in because you don't have a, you don't have a moment to relax. In your own home, there's constant tension. Va'amurava, Rava says, Bore Kamatova Yesh Tova. Kamara Yeshra, come and see how great it is to have a great marriage and how difficult bad it is to have a bad marriage to have a bad wife. Kamatova Yesha Ta Tova Dhsiv Mats Isha tova It says that he has found a wife uh, that is good. Ibiga Vamishtaikra. So then Kamatova Yushitova Shall Kotz and Mishabak. So then the Poslik, the verse itself, praises such a good woman. It could be that the verse is referring to the Torah It's not really referring to a wife But it's, it's, uh, it's an analogy to the Torah But still, it's using a good wife as an analogy to the Torah So that's also a great thing And then it says How bad is it to, to have a, a difficult marriage To have a bad wife Because it says it's worse than worse than death so the verse could either be referring to an actual difficult marriage, and it says it's worse than death, or it could be referring to an analogy to Gehenim, to hell. But at least, but then it still also shows you how the analogy they give to hell is a difficult marriage, which makes shows how difficult it is. Okay, the verse the, the Gemara now uh, continues to discuss something about a bad wife. The verse says, "Hinani The simple verse is referring to. Uh, to uh, to punishment but uh, for the Jewish people but it says I will bring upon you evil that you will not be able to escape from what's this referring to so they expound upon this of this is a situation where you have a difficult marriage and such a high ksuba you have to pay such an enormous amount you're not able to get out of the marriage and you're stuck you're stuck there's no way for, there's no way to escape you're, you're, you're stuck with this with this marriage because you can't pay the ksuba uh, the Gemara now says another verse, which is similar, in his sonani, Hashem, God has delivered me into the hands of those I cannot endure. The simple explanation is referring to uh, a punishment of, of exile. That's the same case where you're in a difficult marriage, there's no way to get out of it because uh, you have to pay such a high amount uh, after the divorce. But Marav Amri, in Eretz Yisrael, they said, what's this referring to? It's referring to somebody who they don't make their own food, their own produce. And so therefore they have to rely on the market and they're constantly in the hands of those that they cannot endure because they don't know how much it's going to go for. Maybe it's the prices are going to go up. Okay, the Gemara now quotes another Amoro, discusses a, a bad wife and and a large amount to, to pay for the ksuba. The verse says, <laughs> Uh, first it discusses the following It says The verse says That your sons and daughters Will be given to another people What's that referring to? Amar of Hanan Rav Rava says It's referring to a stepmother For Children have to go to a stepmother It's like they're going to Another They're going to another people It's, uh, it's good They're going to somebody That they don't know uh, That they weren't Born with And with that with family Into that family And so they have Somebody foreign Now that joins their family with a vile nation, I shall anger them. I shall anger them with a vile nation. What's this referring to? Omer Khanan bar Rava. Rav says, That's this scenario where you're in a difficult marriage, a bad marriage, and uh, you have no way of getting out of it because you have to pay a large amount for the uh, uh, to, to your wife, and you can't afford it. And so that's what it means, with a vile nation, I shall anger them. But there are different explanations as well, which leads to other side topics. Through Belazar Omer... Elu it's not referring to a bad marriage, it's referring to the heretics, the The It says the vile one is referring to Tstukim. The gomers. third explanation of the price it says, Elu anchi barbary anche martinai. It's referring to the people of Barbary and martinoi. Because they walk out naked in the marketplace. They're vile. Because there's nobody nobody who is more repulsive in front of God, more than people who walk around naked in the marketplace. A fourth explanation, Rabbi Yochanan Amar. Rabbi Yochanan says, Elu Chabarim. It's referring to the Chabarim. And these were Persians who had no respect for the Jewish people, as we see in the following story. Amr leh the Rabbi Yochanan. They said to Rabbi Yochanan, Asu, Chavrayla Bavel. The Chabarim have come to Bavel. They've taken over in Bavel. And all of a sudden, Shogun Nifor kneeled over, and he fell to the ground in anguish. This is terrible. They have no respect for us. They're going to treat us terribly. But Amr Leib, they told him, "There's it's a good thing, though." Mekabli shochta, they take bribes. We can pay them off so that they don't bring upon us evil decrees. Nevertheless, Tarz B'Yosef, So he gets up because he they, they, he, uh, he gets up because they're able to take bribes. But still, al Shosha, the Chabarm still made three decrees han said it's because of three sins that we committed so we see that when we have decrees from uh that, that fall upon the Jewish people it's for a reason we have to there's a there's a reason for it they decree that we are not allowed to have kosher meat us because we were uh we disregarded giving the kohanim their gifts of meat they the decree that we can't use our bathhouse. why moveila because we were not observant of the using the mikvah Properly, And so therefore, they, that decree came upon us. And also, the Chabarim, they exhumed the dead. Why? Because we were celebrating during their holidays, during their own, not the Jewish holidays, but during their holidays, and as a punishment for that, God made it that they would decree to exhume the dead. The hand of Hashem is on us and our ancestors. How could that be? Amar Rav Shmuel Zuhu Chatuve Shachve Damar Mar Ba'avon Chaim Meisim Because of our sins the dead are exhumed. And we have one final uh, dialogue. Amar Lai Rav the Rav Bar Ksiv the verse says Rava says to Rav Bar the verse says Lo Yasruv Lo Yikravru Lodomin Alpnei Adama Yiyu That they will not uh, be buried. It says that they will not be buried. Ksiv and yet it also says that they prefer death. How could it be that with their people that they will not be buried but they prefer death? Amar Lehi responds back, that death is preferred for those who are wicked. Why? So that they don't live in this world and continue to sin. And because of this they'll fall to Gehenem. So even if they're not buried, they prefer death so that they do not commit sin and then end up in Gehenem, in hell. Okay? That is uh, the recording and uh, the Gemara for today, and we will continue uh, with this Gemara in the next recording.